Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. The Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. Okay, Bizzlecaster. So, Brit Girl and I kind of teased you with our 2017-2018 Years of Women in Film podcast uh, by instead talking about Aloy and Horizon Zero Dawn for 30 minutes in Bizzlecast 116, I believe. But here it is for real this time in a year of Margot Robbie, Sally Hawkins, Francis McDermott, Shirsi Ronan, Meryl Streep, Patty Jenkins, Gal Gadot, Mary J. Blige, Holly Hunter, Allison Janney, Laurie uh, Metcalf, Octavia Spencer, uh, Daisy Ridley, Carrie Fisher, Tessa Thompson, Greta Gerwig, Need We Say More? Um, it's been amazing in a couple years of uh, otherwise horrible conditions uh, for women in film has been extremely empowering and is going to be uh, even more so going forward, we hope and we think. So let us walk you through some of the highlights of women in film in 2017 and some of the things we're excited about and women in film in 2018. So we are going to jump right in it. Thank you for sticking with us and look forward to a great year of Bizzlecasts and Brit Girl Bizzlecast uh, in particular. So here we go right now. But just looking back really uh, quick to 2017, we talked about, I mentioned to you before the podcast that it strikes me as ironic, but fitting that in year one of Donald Trump is the year of the woman, at least in America, where these horrible crimes are being exposed and women are feeling incredibly empowered compared to how they used to, which is awesome. Not just in Hollywood, but elsewhere. People are coming out. I have friends, female friends, who I never realized were like horribly sexually assaulted in the past and haven't Mm. wanted to talk about it for obvious reasons i know boys you know i i know I, I'm, I'm gonna say i know a victim a kevin spacey victim i will just say that who was a boy um so it's not ju- you know it's it's people in general yeah. coming out and speaking out but between all those Which controversies and wonder woman and patty jenkins and gal gadot and how many women characters we saw in last jedi and just in general like in every major property every major movie for the most part that did well was either about female strong characters or they were at the center of everything right and you know what's funny though with logan everybody loved logan but everyone also loved x23 so it's almost although it's a young it's a young girl but it's it's still promoting a powerful female character and she's actually what makes the movie rewatchable because normally just be depressing (laughs) with him and patrick stewart i mean look Hugh Jackman performance of a lifetime, best thing I could ever hope for for lo- for a Wolverine. Mm. I, I, they should just not recast for a very long time. Patrick Stewart may actually get nominated for the role. He should. Um, if you know, if Ian McKellen can get nominated for Gandalf, I don't know why you can't nominate Patrick Stewart for Professor X in this role. Performance mm. of a lifetime. But yes, without Daphne Keene as X twenty three, I'm sure both of those older men would admit she was the linchpin of it. And she, she was. And, and they're going to build fantastic. around her, which means they're going to have to wait a few years but they don't, but that's how much they they love her and the character go ahead and ex- and expanding from her like just it's not just her at that age there's also um bob billy bobby brown from stranger things uh, are you waiting for do, i don't do watch stranger this? things no you don't know this okay so she's the lead actress Sorry. pretty much she's the uh, she's She's the linchpin of 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 Stranger Things, so it's not only you're getting these amazing um, uh, female roles for the for the adults, for Gal Gadot, for um, Scarlett Johansson, for Jennifer Lawrence, but we're also getting fantastic 
like roles for young girls and i think that's that's it, that's really important like it it is a it is a mm, there are four boys in that show as well so it's heavily boys but it's the fact that they had this these strong characters in season 2 there's this girl who plays this character max who is phenomenal as well actually that's a bit of a split i love her some people don't but it's it's opening the way for i don't know to have more representation as well for young girls cuz Pretty much my top shows and stuff growing up were mm. Pocahontas, well, even movies, Pocahontas. By the way, which is being full, full live action, and they cast an amazing Chinese actress who's a little bit older than yeah. she looks, but I think the live action book. Um, oh, no, I'm mm. sorry, I'm thinking Mulan. Shit, you said Pocahontas. Mulan has yeah. been. Yeah, Mulan I, both, has both been. of Pocahontas them. Pocahontas would be hard to do yeah. for them politically, yeah. I think they would have to rewrite it, really. Um, and then it's not even that offensive, but it would offend people no matter what. Yeah. But well, I I love this story. I didn't know the historic significance of it growing up. But what I saw when I watched that film mm. was a female standing up for her people and standing up for love and trying to stop war. So kind of like a Wonder Woman, really. Yeah, and actually a movie by Terrence Malick called The New World that most people either haven't seen or hate. Uh, which is a very long, mo- live, uh, dark rated R movie about Pocahontas and John Smith and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Pocahontas and her father are by far the wisest and most interesting and coolest characters in in the whole thing, and it's really like. Um, uh, you know, like a lot of people don't see Kingdom of Heaven, which is one of my favorite Ridley Scott movies, because they think it's going to be like, oh, Crusaders killing Muslims. But actually, the Muslims are like the civilized good guys in the movies, and the Christians are like horrible, violent bad guys, which they were at the yeah. time. Um, but you know how people get perceptions about this stuff, and I don't think actually, Brit, even though people are super sensitive to Native American stuff here, um, that's not considered like one of Disney's major like racist missteps, which they used to have a lot of <laughs> way back in the day, but it not this certainly movie. does. Because yeah. um, it's an unfortunate thing, and it it isn't really generally accepted as an excuse, but the era has a lot to say for the films and entertainment created. But um, Pocahontas, although it wasn't historically correct, it was something that I really enjoyed because I thought this is a theme, this is someone who is standing up for what they believe in, and I love that. And it was the same with Milan. Um, and then Kim Possible was just an amazing redhead, you know, kicking ass. But the biggest thing that frustrated me growing up was the fact the lack of um, the lack of merchandise that I could get. And it's the same thing now, the lack of merchandise relating to Mulan and Pocahontas. Mm. But in bringing in more female characters and characters that just a variety, because I don't want to put down um, the legally blonde lovers. Like I love legally blonde as well, but the people who love Elle. And how she's 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 ditzy, but she loves taking care of herself, looking beautiful, and she's super intelligent. So, so people will like those sorts of things, and, and that is more promoted. So you got a lot more pink things for young girls, but there aren't many Pocahontas, Mulan, Kim Possible options for young girls. And I think over 2017, we are getting films like Wonder Woman that will allow more merchandise for girls who like that sort of thing and just want to have a Wonder Woman Nerf gun instead of a makeup set. <laughs> By the way, the uh, 
Black Panther toy campaign is straight up in this country it's right phenomenal. now. It's phenomenal. That's an awesome And have you seen campaign. the clips about where they're like, it transports them to Africa and shit? I'm like, oh my god, I never thought... I, as someone who's been involved it's in really African good. issues for close to 20 years now and have lived there, uh, I, 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 I predicted that Black Panther was coming and going to be great, but I could not have seen that. It is outselling already Civil War mm. advanced ticket sales for Captain America Civil War, which made almost $1.2 billion at the box office. Gee. Black Panther is going to make more money than The Last Jedi. Mar- mark it here, Brittany. I'm telling you. Black Panther is going to make oh, more it's, money. It's one of the films I'm really looking forward to 2018, mostly because how they integrated uh, the music with the trailer and it's just like the revolution will not be televised and i'm like oh that's so empowering that's so, like move act be there see mm-hmm. it that's a classic 60s that- 70s uh beat poet um named gil scott heron yeah it is oh i thought it was a line from the from the the a dialogue from the people but it, that that's just, how brilliant was mixed in by kendrick lamar awesome. uh, the multi-oscar winning kendrick lamar is producing and performing on the soundtrack of the movie hence the great music so far so that is yeah so that's one of the big things i'm looking forward to that film is going to be and and again it's so um it has a lot of female characters and such like intelligence and then his queen his his mom who's also wise and ah so let's broaden <laughs> this to some of the best f- films with leading female characters or and or directors like wonder woman um and then look to 2018 uh where i have a list of uh uh, expectations for female roles uh, in 2018, uh, which I think would be super interesting, uh, will be super interesting. But, Brittany, you will notice that uh, of the movies I'm about to name that have clear female leads, they won or were nominated for all the awards. Um, in fact, the two two of the three that won almost all the Golden Globes, Lady Bird and Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, with the incredible Frances mm-hmm. McDermott and Sam Rockwell won an award for that. Those two movies are already sweeping awards. Um, and the only one, the only movie uh, sort of rate, uh, ranked higher in terms of like overall success is Wonder Woman for the year because you, you know for a lot of reasons. But um, you also have Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, which I've been, talked many times on this podcast how female dominated that movie is. Uh, the Shape of Water, which is also winning a ton of awards, starring Sally Hawkins, directed by Guillermo del Toro. I need to see that. Uh, my favorite sort of quirky movie of the year ingrid goes west with aubrey plaza and elizabeth olsen that it's like a stalker that dark stalker so terrifying it's not terrifying that is it's like, actually not it's 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 a very emotional real movie it doesn't get into horror territory which yeah. i hate that stuff yeah it's it's more that like i saw the trailer before thor ragnarok with my friend in um edinburgh and we both looked at each other like this is our greatest fear <laughs> And I mean, neither of us are famous enough for that to happen, but it's just sort of like, this is our greatest fear. Well, I, they go out of their way, though, to make Elizabeth Olsen and her her deadbeat boyfriend not particularly sympathetic. 
and it's very clear that Aubrey Plaza is having like serious mental health issues in the movie. So it's actually way mm-hmm. more of an uh, exploration of what's going on in her head as opposed to like she never tries to kill them. Spoiler alert! I mean, it does get creepy mm-hmm. from a when we use the word creepy in like everyday language as opposed to like actually creepy like horror like movie. Horror, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's more like everyday. Yeah, she creepy. is a fantastic actress though, Amazing. so I should see it just for her and just the other Legion. movie that's it's winning all. The, yeah, yeah, the other movie that's winning all the awards is your girl Margot Robbie and I Tanya with Caitlin Carver who won an award and Sebastian Stan <laughs> looks good she looks so different she always looks different it's crazy what she can do mm. it makes no sense yeah also Anne Hathaway in her little horror sci-fi movie which I'm forgetting the name oh Colossal was so good talk about creepy Jason Sudeikis I haven't even heard of that what's this yeah it's a it's an indie uh, movie where she's sort of a uh, alcoholic stoner and artsy type in New York without a job so she goes back home to live in New Jersey with her family reconnects with a guy who was kind of obsessed with her in high school played by Jason Sudeikis and all of a sudden they realize that this isn't a spoiler this happens towards the beginning and this point of the movie that when they go to a certain sandbox they grew up in all of a sudden giant monsters appear in korea and start causing havoc and they're like the monsters <gasps> that one! yeah oh it's yeah. great yeah it's great yeah yeah so i didn't just give it away because the point of the movie is the way that they deal with these powers and how it changes her and Sudeikis and and uh, he, yeah he's a little creepy in it no doubt um, and so uh, yeah I don't know and any other uh, major uh, roles um, jump out to you uh, in, in 2017 it doesn't have to be women but that's certainly something that we've covered I love talking about well I think it's definitely amazing to see a New Zealand director up there doing um, a Marvel film um, Taiko Waititi and starring Tessa Thompson, another empowered female character. Yep, and Kate Blanchett, yeah, for Hella. Yeah, yeah, she she is an Australian classic. She's a beautiful, like, what is it, heritage listed or something? She was my she was my disappointment though. I was hoping she wouldn't be another comedic villain. She ended up being kind of incompetent, like super powerful but incompetent. And if if she's not. If she's fully dead, then it'll suck. If she comes back and she morphs and tries to control Thanos, which is what happens in the comics, which I thought is what was going to happen, that would be cool. I wanted her to be like Kylo Ren, a kind of multi-dimensional evil. Um, mm. But she was still great. And certainly uh, the the drunk but powerful Valkyrie played by Tessa Thompson was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the biggest thing I love about that film, because it's just, it's just a family, family joke, having... Um, two of my brothers actually are quite physically, they look similar to yes. Chris Hemsworth. They do. I've seen and the pictures. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston. So it's just, it's funny to have um, all of a sudden they have a sister. So my mum for Christmas bought Cameron, my oldest brother, a Thor action figure. He, she bought Liam a Loki action figure and got me a Hella action figure. Oh, nice. It's just, yep, yeah, that was the highlight of Christmas. That's so funny. Um, okay. Well, it was a great year. And the fact that Wonder Woman was the most critically acclaimed other than Logan. I mean, it's not fair to compare it to Logan. Of the PG-13, which is 99% of comic book movies um, that mm-hmm. don't star Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart, um, 
Wonder Woman was the best, as agreed by both audiences and critics, and they are seriously making a push and have been nominated for like legit dramatic awards in, in the indie, or not indie, but like not the Oscars and the Golden Globes, which tend to sort of fall in line with certain films. Um, people recognize how important what Patty Jenkins do, did, especially with mm-hmm. everything that's come to light this year, which I am not surprised by. I think what angers me just below, I mean, well below the anger I have at the men, mostly men who have done this stuff. And by the way, there have been accusations of women, but they just don't get oh, yeah. much press, yeah. which is totally fine because it's not the majority, uh, as long as they're getting exposed. But, um, what also kills me is that America is acting so surprised that this happened. Like mm. when you see the, the history early, of Hollywood yeah. and the history of men and women, it's mm. how is this surprising? Sorry, Brett, go ahead. I feel that it's unfortunate though. Like um, it's difficult enough as it is to come out against, um, against your abuser or someone who has done that to you. Yeah. But I feel that because of the way the society is built, it must be so much harder for a man to come out about being no. abused by a woman. No. I think I think it would be hard. I think it would be very difficult. I think I'm not saying like it it's just either way it's just like a shit situation. Yeah, that's It would be harder for people to sympathize with you. Most men most stupid men would be like, "Oh, hell yeah." Seriously. Yeah, cuz yeah. they wouldn't understand where it's like, "No, uh, I'm pretty sure guys like their personal yeah. space too. That stuff usually happens with teachers. Usually, you see female teachers like doing stuff with students. But I know yeah. it's but, just like yeah. no, it's the position of power that has created a lot of these situations. And I think people need to realize that you just just stop. Yeah, humans with power. Humans with power. I said I think the ideal gender split for positions of authority is sixty forty in favor of women. I think really? I think if women are 80, 20, we start having the same problems again going the other way. Mm-hmm. And I think the only reason for not 50-50 is because men just are bred genetically for dominance and try and mansplain and dominate everything and dominate conversations. I think if you have 10 board members in a room, I'd want six of them to be women. Certainly five of them, yeah. but probably six. Um, it's funny because it could be taken down to like just um, society and how we raise young boys. So they are told they are expected to be a certain yeah. way. So if if we if we create a more equal playing field, then the fifty fifty in the boardroom is exactly where we should end up. All right. So <laughs> we just went way off. Possible. No, that's great. That's why I love my podcasts. Um, and uh, I should say, Brittany, you are one of the best things in the podcast that happened to me this year. So thank you Aww, for responding to my you. email, which I thought you never were going to respond to from YouTube. You well, responded you to I was r- right away. I thought you were British because your accent is so <laughs> mild. And I, I listen to <laughs> you know, Australians and you do not. You, you sound yeah. between Australia and, and Britain. I mean, even Alistair thing. sounds more Australian than you. Sorry, go ahead. Going going to um, Prague, I met up with another Australian, um, and I, I've never never met her before. But we, I was just on a tour, and there were two Americans, and I was just saying, yeah, oh, well, apparently I'm not really, I don't sound that. Can you Australian. do a line for me, real quick? So a have, line for have what? You, have you seen Last Jedi more than once? No. So you know, <laughs> just you, give me a line, and yeah, I'll I'm say gonna, it. I just want you to say this. So she's trying to convince Luke for like the t- thousandth time to train her. And she goes, 
I've seen your daily routine. You are not busy. You sound just like Daisy Ridley with like one or two. <laughs> that things. wasn't even me trying to put her in an I know. It's but crazy. Is, I did. I thought you were British. Sorry, I'll let you finish. I, I thought you were British. I sent you an I email. Said, I thought there was no way. Yeah. But I had said that um, I'm, I, apparently I don't sound very Australian. And then the Australian goes to me, you kidding? You sound flat down, like flat out Aussie. I'm like, what? <laughs> so there's actually, there is a debate on my accent. Well, plus Brit girl threw me off because I wasn't aware your name was Britney. So, you know what I mean? So, I guess it would be Mm. B-R-I-T. But anyways, you did a Batgirl video. I reached out. Unfortunately, I don't think Batgirl is going to make our 2018 list um, in terms of films. Probably be 2019. Yeah. So, um, anyways, it's great to have you on the team. And let me give special mention, uh, coming out about six weeks, Brittany, is the all-female-directed Jessica Jones Season 2. They have a different director. They're not all written by women, but every episode of Jessica Jones Season 2 is directed by a different woman. Mm. And... It doesn't mean that it's going to be better than season one. It's probably not. But I love them for saying, fuck you, we're going to try this and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking... F- from what I remember, I think in the trailers, it does show a shadow of David Tennant that he's still... Oh, he's in it. No, he's in almost it. Almost like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't so going to be originally. My guess is he's going to... Did you ever watch Battlestar Galactica? The new one? No. With... Uh, uh, with Katie Sackhoff and Eddie Olmos and Mary McDonnell. And, yeah. Oh, so Didn't good. get around to that one. Ryan Johnson took <laughs> a lot of cues in the Star Wars movie from that. Anyways, um, uh, I think he's going to be like a devil slash angel on her shoulder at, at certain moments. Mm. It's going to be all in her head is, is what I think. Um, I have no official confirmation, but that is what I would do with him as like yeah. an imp, you know, like a puck type character for all you Shakespearean folks out there. But it's definitely, I would agree, because that's how he was sort of portrayed at the very first few episodes of season one. And that's where he was the scariest you know what? It's so funny you say that because I've talked about Jessica Jones a million times, including with you. But I forget the first time I watched it, when I saw him in the purple and the way the voices were in her head, I thought she was imagining it like episode mm. two or three before we saw him full on. There was a part of me that wondered if it was just sheer delusion. Um, mm. So, yeah, which is what they well, think they're going for. It was a bit of a form of that as well, but not not quite delusion. I would say like PTSD, how it's just like she'd done a horrible thing. So part of the reason I want to lead in with that is like with Patty Jenkins, the first movie, uh, big uh, female-led movie, is unique both because it's a child actress, but also because of the director, the highly acclaimed Ava DuVernay whose name I always butcher, just like David Oyelowo, and they did the amazing movie together about Martin Luther King that won a million awards. I finally got David Oyelowo down like a year later because he told everyone <laughs> to just say yellow and put an O in fr- before and after it um, on Oprah. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Oprah and more congratulations for her Golden Globes acceptance speech where she tells mm. girls everywhere to have hope and tell them about all the progress they've made and just having someone like Oprah out there. And she is in this movie called A Wrinkle in Time um, yeah, starring Oprah Reese good. Witherspoon and Mindy Kaling who everybody loves i've never saw her as a star but my god does she look beautiful with those other two women those three as the wise women of a wrinkle in time Brittany, did you grow up with the book and whether you did or you didn't are you excited about this movie 
I didn't. And the first time I actually heard of it was from you in one of our first podcasts. And I like I think I immediately looked up, like, what is this? It looks really good. I kind of I like the idea of dreamscapey films almost where reality can be twisted. Um so I know very little about this film. I kind of want to go in knowing very little about this film. But um yeah, it does look very exciting, very Think fun. Inception for kids, except it's teaching math and quantum physics without anyone realizing it. That's basically like they're explaining how these worlds work. Um, <laughs> Sounds awesome. Which is amazing. I will admit to my audience, I came across this book when I was too young and didn't understand what was going on. And then by the time I came back to it, a number of years later, I was like already reading books about like time warps and quantum physics and stuff like that mm. and so i went through it really quickly again and it's an amazing story i haven't read the whole series so i'm interested to see what they do but they try even in the trailer to give you a sense that they're going to be talking about science in it yeah is it is it just a single book movie or is it the the series put into the film i mean if i know disney there's almost no way if this movie doesn't do well they're not going to do the series right i mean this yeah. is the perfect new harry potter basically i think that's what they're going for it could for. be yeah. or Unfortunately, it might even be the line the witch in the wardrobe where they do two or three films and then yeah, but drop that's it. because they let a, they let a stupid company make those movies, not a smart company. If Disney had made those they, movies, they would have been good. Didn't Disney make the first one? Maybe I don't think it was in studio though. Like they, yeah, maybe they had it and then they ditched it. I'm not saying they're not responsible in some ways, but if they had given it the full mm. Disney treatment. The problem is, it's it's a very Christian tale, and so mm. it, in order to do it justice, you have to do a Christian tale, which is not Disney's thing. But uh. I think this is great. I think everybody wants... The, the two locks for what men want the top female directors to do, follow me here, okay? The two main properties that are like the dream properties that are out there for sequels or whatever men nerds that i know is they want patty jenkins to do the next man of steel like they don't want another superman movie until patty jenkins does it okay and these are like guys i know who love dc but have hated all the dc movies except for justice league (laughs) um i'm sorry except for wonder woman and maybe a little bit justice league and they were like patty jenkins needs to do the next man of steel movie although i think joss whedon could do it as well but whatever um the other is Ava DuVernay doing a Star Wars movie. It seems highly likely, especially because Ryan Johnson is given a new trilogy already, and he's mentioned her by name. So, you know, she's an African-American woman. I don't know if she's a Star Wars person, but A Wrinkle in Time is clearly something dear to her heart. Uh, but mm. that's the other sort of nerd wish, is Ava DuVernay doing a Star Wars movie. Because let's be honest, we still only had white men directing Star Wars movies, you know? So, oh, by the way, speaking of action figures, can you just tell really quickly the audience the, the picture you sent me the other day, which just warmed the cockles of my heart? Of the Gee, toy what did I send you the other day? Rose and Paige. Oh, yes. So, I was walking around in Target, and I have... Target. Like, it's a, pronounced Target. Target. Yeah. I was walking around in Target, <laughs> and I found... I was. I love Target. Target is a wonderful <laughs> array of toys. Because, you see... It's more like, I love me some Target. Target is a great place to get me some toys and some Star Wars. It got some good toys. Good toys for the pecking. By the um, way, whenever my nephews play with their giant porgs, 
They go, yeah. Jesse, 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 Pogue, Pogue. Yeah. They say Pogue. They say Pogue. Yeah. Pogue. Yeah. Sorry, um, go anyway, ahead. So you're in Target. Target has actually yeah. become really good for um for just an array of toys. Like I went there a while ago and they had DC Superhero Girls, which I was thrilled about. Um, they've had Black Widow stuff. They've had Ray and Lego. They have had a whole range of different superheroes in Lego, like Batgirl and Catwoman and also Batman and Wonder Woman. And then I walk in and all of a sudden I see the Star Wars range. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I wonder if they have Rose. Because I'm thinking Rose is a pretty major character, but she hasn't been seen before. And I'm like, oh, there she is. There's Rose. Who's this next to her? Oh my goodness, that's Rose's sister. Heartbreaking. Rose's sister has a toy, and she was like, the first 10 minutes of the film, she doesn't, was she named? Does she have a name? I think Rose says my sister Paige when she's explaining it to yeah. Finn, but that's it, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's just, that's actually really they cool do because book. you do get. They have a young adult book out for the two of them from prequel, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Well, it's just it's it's great because you get a lot of B. Um, you grow up and you get a lot of B characters, like just traditional stormtroopers, and maybe like yep. uh, someone, a Sith Lord who doesn't appear that much. Yeah. They get all these action figures, and then all of a sudden, this the f- a female character who didn't have that big of a role got given a toy. And what do you think of if you were the actress and you oh, walked so into Target, yeah, and you saw yourself in a little plastic box? Well, I, I mean, I think more of, of Kelly Marie Tran, who just, who who was giving the hardest role in the movie of being the, the main new character thrown in of a really fun but somewhat superfluous storyline into the film and mm-hmm. yet making it compelling and her having uh, clear chemistry with John Boyega and like... As I've said, like sure, she could have come off as a nag in the movie, like mm-hmm. stereotypically, and never falls into that trap because she's like a fanboy who has a crush on him and just wants him to do the right thing, you know. Um, yeah. So it, you know, and uh, yeah, it's so. I mean, Brittany, you don't realize we couldn't even get Leia toys half the time when we were kids, and she was one of the Trinity, yeah. Holy Trinity. Um, so to get a page toy in addition to Rose, who does no fighting, I mean, is just amazing. And, yeah. and this is what I'm talking about in Star Wars, is that the uh, emotional opening scene is sold completely by the page scene, barely oh. blowing up the bad guys and dying in the process, but it ends up actually hurting the good guys more because Poe screwed up and got too aggressive. And, you know, Poe, mm. you know, people don't realize Poe, Poe got almost all of them killed throughout that entire movie with his harebrained plans, I think was really interesting. Mm. But you sent me that photo and I was just like, you don't realize, like, the thought of Rose being a superhero action figure 20 to 30 years ago was stretching the imagination. The thought of Paige being one is impossible to think. Yeah, because I used to play with my brother's toys, so I would have action men. Um, if I ever got a Barbie, he would be ignored. Um, and there was also these little plastic, they, they looked like stormtroopers, probably not really taller than, I don't know, 10 centimeters or something. But thinking back, not a single one of those little toys were female. All of them were these um, like mm-hmm. army men and stormtrooper type things. And without a doubt, if I was a little girl, I reckon my mom would have bought me that. Rose and Paige, I think I would have I would have had a little addition of my own to these action toys. 
not only in the last two to three years have there been more female Star Wars action toys in the last two years than all of the previous years combined by many factors, I mean, but mm-hmm. the main female character in the prequel trilogy, played by Natalie Portman, Padme, never really had a lot of action figures, and now there's more Padme action figures now because of the new cartoons for little girls than there were when I was in high school and the generation below me was growing up with those movies. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing what they're doing. So, okay, sorry, I keep getting us off on Star Wars. You just have to smack me silly sometimes and be like, stop talking about it. I know Jyn Erso is your waifu, but just shut the fuck up. Uh, Ocean eight i think is going to be awesome as long as the writing is good thoughts i'm of two minds i'm excited because it's such a great idea it's um i need to watch the other two again uh it's you know women coming together do something freaking awesome like rob something um but i am looking forward to original content for women because we we have ghostbusters which i enjoyed the film i was in tears of laughter but I kind of want original things. It's I don't like, like the property at all. I didn't fun. even like the original movie, but I love yeah. this collection of women. Like I like every, and you go down the line and every single one, you're like, oh, that's even better than the last one. Like this is an amazing yeah. female cast. We're going to go into slightly indie territory here, although starring actresses that we know. Uh, the first one I'm just hearing about, but this makes total sense because her brother or brothers are gay and she's a major gay advocate. And that is the next Chloe Grace Moritz movie called The Miseducation of Cameron Post. Um, it already was a Sund- Sundance nominee and is based on a novel, which is based on a true autobiographical story of a young woman who is gay and forced into, yes, this exists in America, gay conversion therapy camp, mostly run by Christian yeah. fundamentalists in this country in 1993 after she was caught having sex with the prom queen. So <laughs> Chloe, Chloe Moritz is extremely like violently pro gay rights. I mean, she's literally like, we'll call out fascists and told them to go fuck themselves. And she's like coming after almost like hit girl and fucking, uh, uh, kick ass. I mean, she's mm. just like, gets really angry cause her brother, at least one of her brothers, maybe both of her brothers are gay. Um, and so this, I know this is like a very American movie by an American actress. Is this the kind of thing that would ever get play in Australia? Oh, I think it would a hundred percent. I mean, one of the um, big television shows that, well, I, probably not big, but one of the Australian original dramas on TV called um, a place to call home actually touched on this a bit. Cause this man was pretty much pressured into a marriage um, and he was gay and it went through the process of him going through this, what, what did you call it, conversion therapy? Gay, yeah, gay conversion yeah. therapy. And it's just, it, it's actually so disturbing and it's torture. It's technically torture. I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't right, but it was yeah, really legally fascinating yeah. because they were looking at it through the lens of that era. So it was set in the 40s, 50s. So, yeah, we watched it disgusted. But the fact that this is set in 93 is going to make it even more compelling. Oh, you are kidding. Okay. Um, And then, yeah, just him, because he has been trained to believe, you know, what I'm doing is wrong. I can't be doing this. So, he's also willingly doing it to himself. Mm. So, it's it's an interesting um, part of that show. 
and terrifying. <laughs> and actually, another movie uh, very much in this vein, um, starring Kristen Stewart, which, by the way, I think Kristen Stewart is maybe the most maligned actress unfairly out there. I don't understand why she gets so much hate for Twilight, and Jennifer Lawrence gets very little criticism for Hunger Games. I understand Jennifer Lawrence is a seemingly more empowered because character. Because Hunger Games is actually good. It, I understand that, but from an <laughs> actress standpoint, she chose no, Kristen Stewart chose hate. the wrong franchise, but she, yeah. in indie movies, from Into the Wild to Adventureland, is such a talented actress, such an interesting mm. person. It is fascinating that no one knows her sexuality, and that's playing into the, her new movie, Lizzie, starring her. And you'll have to com- you'll have to correct me, Chloe Savini. Savini. No idea. Um, uh, it's about Lizzie Borden, uh, it, who is a famous, infamous American figure about a young woman from the 1800s who was accused of murdering her father and stepmother basically being a family serial killer in the late 1800s uh and Kristen stewart plays the family's maid and supposed romantic partner um so this is going to be like a jane Eyre style lesbian love story thoughts with Kristen stewart gee that just sounds nuts yeah i it's it again you don't know lizzie borden so no, this sounds. It, you said it was based on a true story. Oh, well, Lizzie Borden was real. She was convicted yeah. for murder, but it, it's unclear whether it happened. And there's, I think, mm. they're trying to explore another aspect of it. Yeah, that that's uh, yeah. Bizarre. <laughs> serial killers, All right. real serial killers, are just. All right, we're jumping back bizarre. into badass <laughs> mode, and when I say badass, okay. Annihilation, the new movie. By the man who brought you Ex Machina, starring Natalie Portman, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson, Oscar Isaac, Jennifer Jason Leigh. It's a sci-fi horror uh, movie by the Ex Machina director, whose name I'm blanking on at the moment, Alex. um, uh, Fuck, I'll look it up. Who's so good. This is Brittany. This is a movie that I normally would avoid because it looks too scary. But between the director and the cast, there's no way I'm not mm. seeing this movie. I think um, Natalie Portman looks I'm like a BA. Like finally, Natalie Portman looks like a fucking badass with an assault rifle. Oh, absolutely. And it um, actually made the second most, uh, well, my most anticipated film for this year. Really? When I, uh, I've done, I did a video on the top five films I am most an- anticipated for this year, and this was number two. Oh, I've, because uh, I listened to your uh, shameless plug. Uh, Brittany and I were recently on the first major Nova Stream uh, movie podcast. Um, which is a new Nova stream feed, which you guys should check out. You, you guys and Alistair, everyone has been so nice to me. I love the podcast that we did, that we did together and uh, interviewing Alistair on Star Wars was like a highlight because he's a guy I never thought would care or like Star Wars. Um, and it was just a blast. Um, and you and I and some other podcasters gave our pit, uh, our picks for, uh, oh, this would be, all right, Britt. So I've got like two or three more movies, but this will be our, a good last sidebar. And then we'll head into the final big movies and then final thoughts. So the quick last okay. sidebar was the assignment was not clear to me uh, from Alistair. And I was just like, <laughs> is it okay if I just kind of loosely talk about a few movies, you know, not <laughs> give like a list in big, you know, I'm fucking American hippie. And he's just, he's just like, 
He's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay. And so the movies I picked, and I want to get your um, your rundown, actually, because we should have done that in the beginning. But I had Baby Driver, um, uh, Big Sick, which I don't think you guys got at all. Um, it does sound familiar. I think we it's may Kumail have. It's Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, it's about the his... his semi-girlfriend is in a coma the whole movie basically and he it's a comedy and about a pakistani guy and a jewish girl a new york girl and ray romano is in it and uh it's it's awesome it's it's a judd apatow produced movie but he wrote it with his real wife emily gordon that's a true story about how they met which was they just started (laughs) dating and then they semi broke up and then she immediately went into a a coma by by random happenstance and he ended up just wait being there for her and meeting the family even though they weren't really together and what the kind of dynamic that would be like um especially him being pakistani and so forth was really really cool um so i had that i had ingrid goes west which i cannot urge you enough to watch um with with aubrey plaza and elizabeth especially because it's like when you see elizabeth olsen in that movie you're gonna be like this is what my negative stereotype of elizabeth olsen would be if i didn't know more about her and the fact that she's sending herself up or putting the mickey in it or whatever the fuck you guys say um yeah taking the mickey out of taking the mickey out of it not putting it in it taking the mickey out of it shows you how smart of an actress but then i i talked about wind river being my pick for film of the year and i got a lot of flack from just friends on facebook they're like really this is your movie of the year but i'm all about minimalism and perfection in films and i can't find any flaws in wind river and i just I thought the performances were excellent. I love Taylor Sheridan. Really, so really quickly, then we'll go down a couple more films and wrap up. Um, what were your picks uh, for 2017, including your funny picks at the beginning, which I thought were great? Oh, okay. Well, I I noticed I didn't actually see many films. I think I watched a lot more TV. Yeah. Um, but I I got confused between um, like when I'm thinking back. Triple uh, X and Fast and the Furious just are the same film. Um, I just like I, they're the same thing. I walked out thinking, "What the heck?" That was the same. Well, thing. only Fast and um, Furious has Gina Rodriguez. So, oh okay. Um, what I can't even remember my top five. So there was there was there was uh, Star Wars, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Yep. In there. I can't remember the the I'm sure you had Wonder Woman somewhere, or at least gave it honorable mention. Yeah, the top two, I didn't number them because I really can't pick Wonder Woman and Logan, yeah. Yeah, They were my top two. It was... I I, I agree with you. I didn't see as many movies this year I normally do, but it was actually a really good movie year. Yeah, um, I just... See, my local cinema, it cost me $17 on a student card to get a ticket. Um... But it is a beautiful cinema, so <laughs> complaining about price, but also a really good place to go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump back in here really quickly. Annihilation. Were you familiar with the property? Are you a Natalie Portman person or not a Natalie Portman person? Because everyone seems to be one or the other. Everyone loves or hates Natalie Portman. Where, where are you on this whole thing? Alex Garland is the name, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there are very few actors or actresses that I actually um, will see a film for, and I don't really follow many because I feel like well, they're, they're, it's just their job. And so I try not to be like, oh my goodness, that's so amazing. Um, but I, I stumbled across the trailer. I don't even remember what I was doing. Um, I just, I found it and then I sent it to you and you're like, of course I've seen this. What do you think I am? Um, <laughs> they're playing it a lot and here. It yeah. just, 
it's it looks so good because it doesn't it looks like a thriller, sci-fi thriller that I could just really enjoy. Like I can enjoy thrillers, horrors, supernatural horrors. No, nah, get them away from me. But um, I'm I'm looking forward to this. It's uh, it's another one. Have you heard of A Quiet Place? No, but I'm already scared. Yeah. So I watched the trailer, <laughs> and it's this small family, two kids and the parents, and you cannot make a sound. Because as soon as you make a sound, some sort of creature is going to come and get you. Mm-mm. So the trailer is nope. done nope. really well because they're all sign language. They're doing sign language to each other. And it's just their life, and they're playing Monopoly, and they've got crocheted buttons and stuff to be the pieces, so they don't make a sound. Then all of a sudden, the kid knocks over a lantern. It's this huge crash in the middle of this silent trailer, and you're like, ah! and it just all goes downhill from there. So I will be seeing that at home. Wow, uh, this sounds theater. horrifying. Thanks for that. <laughs> But I look forward to it. Yeah, it's night time for you, isn't it? So that that was probably not something you want to hear. <laughs> Did you see it? And can you explain to me why it's such a beloved property that everybody loves so much? Because I, I don't haven't. It. Yeah. I think it's because it's Stephen King. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so is the Dark Tower. And that I'm, shit was terrible. I'm. Yeah. I'm not on the Stephen King bandwagon because I watched no. The Mist, and I watched it when I had. Um, which I didn't know at the time, but apparently I had glandular fever. So <laughs> I watched that television show and I hated it with a passion. Um, that was the worst television show I've watched this year. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm not, I'm not on the Stephen King train. I am not on the Stephen King train whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is about Alex Garland. Do you, you saw Ex Machina, right? I did. You sent it to me. So, I mean, Alicia Vikander, Oscar Isaac look completely unrecognizable in that film. Obviously, Oscar Isaac's got the beard. Alicia Vikander is yeah, half robot. Yeah, he's a chameleon. But he's a total chameleon. She's kind of a chameleon. And we'll end on Tomb Raider in a, in a few minutes. But she's a chameleon as well, as we saw in The Danish Girl and other movies. And even Donald Gleeson looks like 10 years younger than he is in that movie. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the Annihilation trailer, if I didn't know that Natalie Portman, Jason, and Jennifer, Jason Jennifer Lee, Gina Rodriguez, and Tessa Thompson were in it, or Oscar Isaac, I would have only recognized Natalie Portman of them. I know she's the main character. And even she looks very, very different the way they filmed this. Um, mm. She looks kind of gaunt, which always makes me nervous. But I think in this case, she was actually playing to the role a little bit. Um, mm. So, again, this is anything that's sci-fi horror. If it's not Alien, and I didn't see Alien Covenant, but I did see Prometheus, unfortunately. Um, I will see this film, but I need someone to hold my hand during it. So, oh, uh, maybe, I think I'll be yeah. okay. No, I will not be um, okay. I will as soon definitely as it's, not. If- it probably is going to be alien. I'm okay with alien things. I don't find that too scary. In fact, when it's a twist that in the end, everything was just alien, I scoff and I don't think it's that scary at all. Are you aware that there's a new Queen Elizabeth movie starring Margot Robbie with yes. Charcey Ronan so playing Mary Stewart? That is going to be amazing. Those are two of the best female actresses on the planet. They have a million nominations for their movies right now. That's going to be amazing. She just looks so, like, go her. That's incredible. The makeup department. 
has done amazing. My only concern um, is that the original Elizabeth with Kate Blanchett as her first major role is so good and classic. I hope they do a different spin. But it's called M- Mary Queen of Scots, and so actually, Cersei Ronan is the main character going against Queen Elizabeth. I mean, Robbie's also a main character, but it's called Mary Queen of Scots, who is the Catholic, mm-hmm. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Miss Commonwealth. Mary Queen of Scots was the uh, Catholic contender for the throne. Um, she was part of the uh, Stuarts um, who were trying to take down the, what is Henry VIII's family called? The, uh, fuck. Tudors? Tudors, yeah, exactly. So, See, I've just been to England. I should know all this. Um, she actually, she was really cool in that. I remember that this was the biggest thing that stood out when I went to Westminster Abbey, is that she had, she didn't see success in that um, crusade, but she had said, um, don't you worry, my family will, will succeed. And I think it was her nephew or grandson, something along those lines, he actually ended up through death of the Tudor family, not through any like if I don't think he did anything, but he ended up becoming king and he ended up giving um, Mary Queen of Scots this beautiful uh, just what what is it like not tomb? What is it like a, a casket and like frame around it and beautiful. She has her own little space in Westminster Abbey and she's got all these little uh, Scottish thistles as well going across it and. So it's kind of like, yes, yeah, she didn't succeed, but hey, she's got her own corner of Westminster Abbey and her son got on the throne or whoever related got on the throne. She won in the end. Queen Elizabeth is the is one of the coolest historical people on the planet because you couldn't make it up that someone like her could rule at a time like that and her being like the most mm. enlightened ruler in a 1,500-year period for the entire continent is just crazy. And she's a redhead. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. What's Kate's natural hair, I wonder? Kate Blanchett. Katie B, yeah. Uh, I think she's blonde. Mm. Okay, well, speaking Um, of... Oh, no, go ahead. if, If I remember correctly, she was in... Mary, Mariel's, uh, what is Mary's wedding? Well, she's dyed blonde in Lord of the Rings as Galadriel, and one of the like, I think she she wins Lord of the Rings for most points of awesomeness per screen time. I mean, every time Galadriel is on screen in Lord of mm. the Rings is oh. just magical as it's supposed mm. to. Be. Sorry, I've gotten her mixed up with another um, Australian actress, uh, Tony Collette. <laughs> right, because we, we have so many great actresses and actors in oh, Australia, and we're, we're so good looking. And, Absolutely. I mean, as long we as you are guys like, it. even like white trash here is like extremely smart and good looking and cultured here in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should hold my tongue on that. On that topic. <laughs> I don't know if white trash applies. Okay. So I have two actresses. No, we call them bogans. Okay. So I want to talk about yep. who maybe are the most two important actresses of the last few years in this category in terms of the mainstream. One of them, I want to talk about past work and one of them, I want to talk about her next movie. And uh, and then uh, we'll wrap up with Tomb Raider and final thoughts. Sounds good. Okay. So in the article I'm reading, they they 
interviews. I talk about a professor, um, some English professor, a woman, University of Southampton, who who she thinks Hermione and Katniss are the were the keys. Now I've said Ray, but it's undeniable that Hermione definitely and even Katniss preceded Ray. I think Ray is going to be the ultimate turning point just because of cosplaying and nerd culture and so forth, you know what I mean? And toys. Um, but she points to Hermione Granger and Katniss Everdeen uh, as the, uh, to thank for the, the rise of women centered blockbusters, as you know, and as we've talked about, I haven't read the Harry Potter books, but it seems obvious to me that Hermione is, is either the lead or the, just the more interesting, cooler character in Harry Potter mm. um, for me. And I've always loved Emma Watson and uh i uh so i wanted to ask you um quickly and by the way i've heard that the harry potter audiobooks are spectacular and the guy that does the voices is like an award-winning voice actor jim someone english and he does like 150 harry potter voices or something so i might start listening to it slowly over this year uh (laughs) with audible because i love good audiobooks uh and i have been meaning to get to harry potter so first, we're going to, next to Jennifer Lawrence, first, uh, Emma Watson. She was in a very, 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 very disappointing adaptation of a Dave Eggers book, The Circle with Tom Hanks. I don't know what happened with that, <laughs> but D- Dave Eggers is like one of the most acclaimed American writers, and that was a great cast, and uh, Karen Gillan was in it, and like, it was just a great, it must have been a horrible script or director or something, whatever, but she wasn't really in the do, Have you not seen it? I haven't, no. No, um, I got ha- halfway, three quarters of the way why? through while on the plane. It's considered like um, one of the... I was the, on the plane. Well, that <laughs> and The Mummy are considered like the two biggest flops of the year. It's, yeah. it's mostly because um, it just looks at how controlling social media is. And I think we already know how controlling it is. It's like behind uh, the times, not that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just... I think it, it showed Emma Watson in a very poor light in that she... Yeah. Didn't show her. Okay. With very well, good speaking actors. of maybe in a poor light, maybe not a poor light, I believe you were not a huge fan of Beauty and the Beast. Am I recalling that correctly? Oh, it's such a letdown. Wow. I liked it. I really liked it. And I don't even really? like the original cartoon. Yeah. But I love her and Dan Stevens. So I just found them magnetic. Mm. I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, I thought the CGI was too much you know how sometimes they can be an I art thought, style and i, I agree with you but stop <laughs> the beast looked great to me it's uh, it's did you yeah. see it in 3d i hate 3d yeah me too i don't ever do that's what i'm asking you because no, i saw I it on not. a giant I, 2d I, screen it looked great to I me don't do that um like mm. if you've seen if anyone saw um the jungle book remake from last year two years ago it's it's not a great movie, but that's just because the Jungle Book is not an interesting story to begin with. The <laughs> animations, it's just not. It's it's really not. I mean, go back and watch the original movies. Uh, you know, the songs are great, but there's no story. I mean, there's literally he's running from the tiger the whole time, and he meets the bear, and then he tries to meet some people, and like that's the whole story. But. That being said, the animals in the Jungle Book look amazing, which is why I think the, oh, the Lion King, Brittany, looking to 2019, yeah. with an all-African-American and African cast, including Donald Gulliver, James Earl Isn't Jones Beyonce is coming back, Beyonce's Nala? playing Nala, Donald yeah. Glover is playing Simba, James Earl Jones, God f- hoping he stays alive, is going to be Mufasa again. Um, I, I should laugh uh, at that. <laughs> Well, whatever. Yeah. Oh, because of the Darth Vader thing? 
No, just because oh. you said he might be dead. <laughs> well, you know. But you- um, I, I think that does look like it would be really good. Um, I haven't really seen Beyonce in anything, so it's kind of just like, yeah, she can sing, but... Dude, Austin Powers 3, only, which is I'd one of the most underrated comedies on this ever. Planet. Dude, Austin Powers is 3 is so good. Austin Powers 2 yeah. is a bit of a letdown. Austin Powers 3 with Beyonce, because it it's making fun of the whole series the whole time, is so funny. Yeah. And she was awesome in Showgirls. Uh, not Showgirls. In the, um, what's it called? Gold with Jamie Foxx. About the yeah. R&B singers in the 60s. and uh, 60s. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, she can nail it. R- Rihanna is more questionable uh, in Ocean's <laughs> A Million. Uh, I think Beyonce will be great. It's just her voice, by the way. Um, mm. But I will say, I mean, did you grow up with The Jungle Book? Not really. Okay. Well, The Evil Tiger uh, is voiced by Idris Elba and is just terrifying, even as an adult. Uh, he can have a strong voice. Yep, he's really scary. And the bear... Um, uh the lazy bear played by bill murray is awesome and he sings and everything it's great mm-hmm. what i was saying was i thought disney is nailing animal effects i thought they nailed the animals in last jedi i thought all of the animals from the foxes to the horses to the porgs for the most part looked really good in last jedi i thought it looked great in the jungle book but yeah i you know i i can see how the beast wouldn't be for everyone but so you it's interesting because I look at the original Beauty and the Beast and the original material. This was a very empowered Belle, but maybe it didn't come off like that to everyone. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it was, it just, uh, I think that was fine, but it, I don't know. It just fell short of all expectations. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, are you, are you on the Emma Watson train in, in general? Or are you just skeptical of her? Because I've seen her in some indie movies as well. And she has been excellent. Perks of a Wallflower. Um, Colleen oh, yeah, Nia, um, With Daniel Brule. I haven't seen Perks of Being a Wallflower in a long time. Um, right. I think I love what she's doing with Ezra her Miller. publicity and all that. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know. I just, I haven't, beyond Harry Potter, I haven't seen a movie she's been in that I, have gone wow that is incredible i think i think what's incredible is her humanitarian work really sure sure but i think because of how inherently anachronistic and hard to believe beauty and the beast is and her making it just interesting at all i think is a credit like i give you know what i mean like you don't have to be margot i mean look margot robbie the most impressive thing margot robbie has ever done in my mind is Greenlight Suicide Squad 2. Suicide Squad was so hated by so many people. Mm. It did make money. But because of Harley, they're making another one in Gotham City Sirens, right? And all these things. I knew she could act. I knew she could be great in these other movies like I, Tanya, and so forth. Yeah. And so when I saw Emma Watson in Prisoner of Azkaban when she was, I think, 12 or 13, I believe, in that movie... Uh, and I look back on it, I'm just like, I, I felt this way about Chloe Moritz. I felt this way about Haley Steinfeld when she was in True Grit. I just like get a sense with these young female actors 
and she hasn't picked great roles all the time, no doubt. Mm. But I would highly recommend you check out something, The Colony or Colonia um, online with her and Daniel Bruhl based on the true story of these like horrible, horrible like Christian concentration camps during the Pinochet regime in Chile in the 1970s. And uh, her boyfriend, played by Daniel Bruhl, who's German, she's English, uh, it's a true story, um, gets kidnapped trying to expose them and she tries to she has to basically submit herself to these camps and pretend to be one of these like mind like like these lemmings you know in these christian camps in order to not only free him but bring the information back and uh it's a flawed film but it's a fascinating historical uh, movie and those are just two great actors so i i'm actually hopeful that that m watson has her best stuff in front of her but i have to tell you the Jennifer Lawrence movie coming out in a few weeks called Red Sparrow. Everyone is calling the Black Widow movie because yeah. she plays a Russian intelligence service agent, basically, in it. And it's it's dark. It's a thriller. It's a spy thriller. You've got the Russia sort of Cold War, post-Cold War thing. And maybe this is the Hunger Games effect or just Jennifer Lawrence or being Jennifer Lawrence. But she always seems to be ahead of the trends, regardless if you love the movies or not. How do you feel about Jennifer Lawrence at, at this point in time? I honestly don't care. I think I've seen her in too many things. <laughs> right. You're I'm overexposed. Just, I'm over, yeah. I'm overexposed. Right. Yeah. I, I forgot that you had said that you were kind of sick of Jennifer Lawrence in past things. The problem is she yeah. keeps being in interesting movies, including movies that I think were better than advertised and somewhat unfairly criticized in The Passenger, which people have painted out to be like this, this like mind control rapist story with Chris Pratt is absolutely not the case in the film. It's extremely uh, intelligent science fiction that just exposes the dark side of masculinity and humans in general and her and Chris Pratt are amazing in it highly that's my underrated movie it's very very beginning of last year you should check out the passenger is really really interesting even if it makes you a little uncomfortable yeah i did actually end up seeing that one i didn't think it was that bad it was definitely it was very human because i mean you're lonely as if you wouldn't bring someone and he's tormented by it the entire time he's he's tortured internally Mm. We won't ruin what he's tortured internally about. Okay. Well, Britt, thank you for coming on. This was definitely like our most rambling podcast ever, which to be honest with you is kind of what I wanted. Um, yeah. Because I've had too many Last Jedi podcasts. I need to clean the uh, the old palette, the old Bizzle palette. Um, yeah. So I will give you just the final word and we will sign out. Any movies, trends, television shows, video games? What are you looking forward to that me and my rambling uh, did not get to in this one? Well, um, you can go see my top anticipated films for 2018. I made a video for that on my channel, but I'll give away the top spot. That's just your top because, film? That's your top film for 2018? Yeah, just plug that one there. Um, but I'm mostly anticipated for uh, New Mutants because it just looks so different and because 20th Century Fox has revealed that R-rated films work and they've done it with Deadpool and they've done it with uh, Logan. So because of the history and because it's... Uh, it's it's superheroes. It's going to be R-rated. I'm on board. And that's, yeah, that's what I'm excited for. What Marvel movie are you most excited for this year? New Mutants. <laughs> no, no, Marvel. I guess it's now all under Disney. But it like, is Marvel. It's yeah, X-Men. Marvel Studios. It's not Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios, uh, that'll be Black Panther. Hell yeah. So maybe we'll get you on yeah. for a uh, post-Black Panther. I would love that. 
I have to do that one. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. Um, really quickly, guys, I meant to mention this earlier. This will be this news will be a few days old when you get it. Is that the Black Widow movie is definitely happening? And Brit, this is what I'll end with, and this was the connection to Tomb Raider. Was when you read about the writer that's now attached to Black Widow. She's also writing a bunch of scripts for Anne Hathaway and other actresses, which is what we... Do you remember when we were, like, not sure who the Tomb Raider writer was? And then we looked it up, and she's, like, writing everything for everyone. Yeah. Um, And so what I wanted to talk about was, as great as the female roles have been the last year or two, I think the female writing and directing is what makes me so excited Mm. on all formats going forward. Yes, it's definitely because I, w- I would love to be working on behind the scenes in different films and stuff. So the more we hear about the roles of people in behind the camera, directing, writing, uh, it's exciting stuff. All right. So we got to go. We got to get a hard stop here, people. Really quick. Tomb Raider is coming out um, March 16th. From 1 to 10, <laughs> what is your uh, confidence level right now? I like to go into films with a low expectation yeah, so I can actually sense. enjoy it. <laughs> so I'm going to say a 6 or a 6.5 yeah. in, in hopes that it will surpass. The problem is Assassin's Creed and a lot of these comic movies have been so bad. Mm. But because of who she is, I think people will give this a chance if it gets good reviews. But yes, um, um, the, actor, the, sorry, the actress and the director give me better hopes for this yeah. film. Okay. But... All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. Uh, do you have any? I, I will. I've been uh, sharing your uh, your YouTube YouTube nisses. Um, anything <laughs> else major coming on down the pike? Um, not anything. I'm willing to share online. There's a little behind the scenes working mm. on something, but well, it's my first time trying something like this. So, oh, and by be- the way, we've posted about this, but we'll. We should say this as our last word about Haley Steinfeld openly now petitioning for Batgirl, which I called so you know many months who, ago. You know who else is? Hmm. Lindsay Lohan. <sighs> yeah. Haley Steinfeld's sorry, been sorry nominated for now. Oscars and Golden Globes. I don't think it's a competition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brett. Well, thank you for being on. Thank you, BizzleCast listeners. Hope you've been enjoying all the Star Wars content. We're definitely going to pivot in a new direction. I, too, will not say where, but it will be radically different. There's not going to be quite as much nerd culture stuff this year, um, except when Brett Curl's on, of course. So thank you, Brittany. Check out their Nova stream. I'll post links on the copy, and the BizzleCast is out.